0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the next month, I'm going to take a deep dive into the role of human resources in fully operationalizing a best practices compliance program. Each day, I will pick up one topic with three key takeaways which you can utilize to improve, enhance, or upgrade your compliance program. This series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Executive Compensation and Compliance Incentives. In a 2015 New York Times article, Retton-Morganson, which was entitled, Ways to Put Your Boss's Skin in the Game. It dealt with a long-standing question about how to make senior executives more responsible for corporate malfeasance. Her article had direct application and implications to compliance programs and compensation for senior managers tied to compliance. She said that the issue was whenever a big corporation settles an enforcement action with prosecutors, penalties level in the case, which of course can be enormous, they are usually paid by the company's shareholders. Yet with the people who actually did the deeds or oversaw the operations, rarely so much have to open their wallet. Now, we do have to acknowledge this recently changed uh, with regard to Wells Fargo with the OCC proposed order of six top executives paying uh, multi-million dollars. The former CEO, John Stumpf, has agreed to a fine of $17.5 million. But the others have indicated they're fighting this and claiming that uh, they were not responsible for the extensive fraud at Wells Fargo uh, or that perhaps others were equally culpable and it wasn't them. Nevertheless, this was, I thought, a a very big change, certainly from the OCC. Uh, We will be interested to see if the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, also follows suit in a meaningful way. Nevertheless, uh, Gretchensen uh, went on to explain the economic phenomena of perverse incentives, wherein executives are encouraged to take excessive risks because they, can, they personally can profit for them so much, while others, all the while knowing they probably won't have to pay any fines or face any costly consequences of their actions. To help remedy the, this situation, The idea has come to the fore about senior managers putting, quote, skin in the game, end quote. There are three sources for this initiative. The first was a proxy proposal, which was actually put in front of Citigroup shareholders, which would have required top executives at the company to contribute a substantial portion of their compensation each year to a pool of money that would be available to pay penalties if legal violations were uncovered under their watch. Further, to ensure the money would be available for a long enough time, the investigations obviously into wrongdoing can take years to develop. The pro- proposal would require executives keep their pay in a pool for 10 years. Unfortunately, this was not accepted by City Group. A second solution has come from William Dudley, and he carries weight as the former president of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, who said, In the case of large fines, senior management and material risk-takes takers would forfeit their performance bond. Not only would this deferred debt compensation discipline individual behavior and decision-making, it would provide strong incentives for individuals to flag issues when problems develop. Morganson reported on a third approach, which was delineated in an article, quote, or entitled rather, Ties that Bind Codes of Conduct that Require Automatic Reduction of Pay of Officers, Directors, and Their Advisors for Failures of Corporate Governance. Leaving aside the incredibly long title, the article proposed to create a contract to be signed by top company executives that would be enforced after a significant governance failure. Executives would agree to pay back 25% of their gross compensation for three years before the beginning of improprieties. The agreement would be put into effect whether or not the executives knew about misdeeds within their company. As you might guess, corporate leaders are somewhat less than thrilled about the prospect of being held accountable. But in the compliance context, this is the kind of this kind of proposal is exactly the type of the response that a company or, or board of directors should want to put in place. Moreover, they all have the benefit of a business solution to a legal problem. For those that might argue senior executives cannot or should not be held responsible for the nefarious conduct of others. They will readily take credit for the positive corporate aspects, even though they may not know much about it. Moreover, under Sarbanes Oxley, uh, corporate executives must make certain certifications about financial statements and reporting, so they are all currently have some obligations under these lines. Finally, perhaps shareholders will simply become tired of senior executives claiming they could not know what was happening in their business. Have heard their fill of arguing of employees, such as specifically John Stump at uh, Wells Fargo, arguing it was rogue employees who went off the rails by engaging in bribery and corruption to obtain or retain business, and that they will no longer accept that leaders should not be responsible. So, what are today's three key takeaways? And the first one I'd ask you to think about is the perverse incentives. Uh, obviously, corporate uh, pay has gone through the roof. Uh, multi-million dollar packages are routinely given uh, as base salary, but it's also this additional compensation where uh, executives are compensated on a company's performance, where you might think that this would create a great incentive. It's actually a perverse incentive because the um, incentive is to bring in as much money uh, without doing business ethically and in compliance. and this. These proposals for some type of accountability by senior executives really speak to uh, ameliorating this perverse incentives. Number two, how can you create positive incentives in your organization? It really ties into, number one, is a perverse the perverse incentives that are currently in place, but now think about how can you make that a positive? How can you tie a positive incentive into your senior executives? And finally, the thing I like about this, uh, one of the biggest reasons is it is a business response to a legal problem. This is not the government mandating uh, any particular change, but it's a, a business response. And when you can have a business response, it's always a better way to go. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the role of HR in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program on the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.